0: All right, we, after a long, I'd say it was a long hiatus, Paul, we are back for our uh, first season preview. We are just nine days away from football. Paul, are you itching? Like, what's the, what's your mood like? How how much are you itching for that next Thursday, that first game?
1: Oh, I'm really excited. I watched a lot of the Nebraska-Illinois games, so that lets you know how oh, Thursday God. I am for football, because that wasn't great, but really excited for some NFL, especially that opening game is so good. Tampa, Tampa and Dallas will be a yeah. fun one.
0: I am super excited for watching uh, just random TV shows like I don't know, like below deck. I watched with Neff, but they it's oh, through Peacock. So, so many so many of the uh, uh, yeah, just the hype for that game. Uh, Brady versus stack, It's going to be incredible. So I'm right there with you, man. Um, do you have any other drafts coming up? How many more Where are you at in terms of like other leagues a lot of redraft leagues or are you kind of set where now it's just go time for the uh, season
1: i just do one redraft league i did it last thursday and i took dobbins so that's off to a great start so i'm kind of locked in oh. just dynasty mode
0: <laughs> you're like this is why i hate redraft? because now my season's over where at least in dynasty you can make moves around that
1: exactly exactly it yep so, I, I, yeah, I think I'm done with everything. If I get invited to one, like, last second, I love drafting so much, I could always just do it, but I think I'm, my dance card is full. Did you dabble in any best ball leagues? I haven't, and you were telling me about that. I think I'm going – that'll probably be something like that hour-and-a-half pregame show before that Thursday game. I fire okay. up DraftKings and just start knocking some stuff out, but I, See, I have not time, done that.
0: I think they'll be they, done by then because they need are they to get really? it filled. Okay. Well, they'll need to get it filled for – like it's it a game. You're right. Right. Exactly. Like they can't risk like shit. We didn't fill a contest because we came up too close to the brink. So you probably got like this week and maybe early next week, but
1: yeah, I'll do a Labor Day, this Labor Day weekend when I'm chasing like some 1130 PM Hawaii Fresno state game. Yeah, Perfect time to do a basketball
0: draft. They're fun. So, all right, let's, uh, so what, since we've been gone, I'd say big news and notes, have just been injuries. You referenced one already. Uh, Dobbins done for the year. Um, who it affects most is Peja and it sounds like your redraft league. You're, are you a big Dobbins guy? Was that pretty brutal here?
1: Yeah. Which is my Lamar love. I kind of co-opted the Ravens as my, as my second TV team. So that it was a bummer. He's just a fun player too. He had a cool career in college. So it was a bummer. Cause it looked like they were going to change up that offense and get away from being so run power dominant and start doing some fun stuff with him. So it's, you just hate to see, especially these young running backs, because their shelf life is so small. It's just a bummer to see it. So that – and getting hurt in preseason, just tough, tough day for him.
0: So that was the big one. other big one was Etienne. Recap, I think you said Etienne was over Jamal Williams in your ranked. Uh, and so uh, that one hurt Fit. Fick. Fick took him eighth overall in our uh, – rookie draft and probably was going to lean on him pretty heavily and so Fick took a blow there what were your takes on the ETN injury
1: yeah that one that one's really rough too because it it was one of those where like at least in the Dobbins one like as soon as you saw it you knew so you had like page had 12 hours to kind of process before you get the official death knell but on the ETN one it was he kind of walked off okay and then there was the rumor that it was like a sprained foot which is you're thinking a couple of weeks and then just boom he's he's done uh so, so really tough and the a bummer it always sucks when a rookie gets hurt because we I mean, he played a little bit in the preseason but we never saw him play a lot so it's just always tough for owners going in into the offseason and dynasty to try to try to evaluate how good or how valuable that player is to your team when you don't get to see them really at all so that's a tough break that Jacksonville situation is not looking great
0: and I think the hardest part with a lot of these injuries maybe not Dobbins as much but the Etienne one and Akers one I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say they don't have a real high success rate of coming back from. And I know both guys are like 22. I mean, they're young as hell, but like there's just like literally almost no examples of the Liz Frank uh, break uh, for Etienne and then the Achilles for acres of running backs coming back and just being like they'll be all right in a year. So a lot of people are pretty like pretty doom and gloom like this could like impact them for a long time.
1: Yeah, it is tough cuz to your point when you have those success stories your training staff that you have there and your nutrition people and all those people can kind of get on board. Like this is exactly what we're going to do for this grade of an ACL tear. Here's what you do in the first eight weeks, the next 12, that kind of thing. It, it is kind of uncharted land for those other two. So in foot, especially guys that have these feet issues, they seem to just kind of follow them throughout their career because they can't plant and they just kind of come up limp, limp every so often. So it's, it's kind of a scary thing for him, but I hope, hope he bounces back. Cause he's an exciting player.
0: Fingers crossed. My brother in law is a PT and he's super into fantasy football. And when he was talking to me, a lot of it went over my head, but he has both Akers and uh, Etienne in his dynasty. And he was just both like, with both of them explaining to me, like where the broke happened for Etienne, the Achilles. He was just like, the minute I get, I, I it's just, it's bad. Like he has no, he doesn't really have hope for him. So hopefully oh, shoot. he's wrong, but yeah. Um, so, that, so then the winners, and this kind of will go into our next segment. We're going to do what Paul and I are doing. We're going to do a two-parter. This will be part one. We're going to power rank the teams for this year only in our league. And we're going to do the bottom seven today. And then we'll do the top seven next week. But the big winner from this, uh, the handcuff for, I'd say, both those guys, uh, Jet Bear, Travis has both Edwards and Robinson. And so we'll get to his team when we power rank them. But talk about it. You know, he was going into it where those guys were both – uh maybe running back twos on their team and now they're just almost as of right now workhorses potentially and so the big winner edwards and robinson jet has has both uh so travis is probably uh, pretty happy about that
1: yeah it, it was kind of crazy when i especially when i looked at when dobbins happens kind of the natural thing to do is to look up who has dobbins again and then who has edwards and then seeing robinson right there it's like what like did, did travis spend the offseason sacrificing goats He's done something to the universe here, where he it is becoming extremely fortuitous. So, the, yeah, his running back room is really, really tough.
0: When you sell Mahomes for the yeah, that must be coach in high school. It's good karma. It's good karma. Yeah, you put the fantasy gods. How you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, fantasy gods are shining, shining down on them.
0: All right, so let's get into our pre-rankings. Um, we're going bottom to top. Uh, we did this a little differently. You did tiers. And I did, uh, I used the letter grade system where I graded, I just looked at each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, gave them letter grades to then give an overall grade for the team. Um, And so I'll ask you kind of your bottom team, and then I'll just tell you where I had that team ranked because we probably won't agree on everything. Um, And then I should say this is for this year only. So uh, I did it that way, at least. Did you do Mm -hmm. it? Yep,
1: same thing. Same thing. Yep, we're good.
0: All right. So you might be super young and have a lot of potential, but I'm going strictly really off of the info I've gotten researching for this year only. So um let's start your bottom tier. Who do you have? Um you can maybe say how many teams you have in the tier, but only list the last one. Who is your 14th ranked team uh for this year, Paul? Yep. So
1: on this one kind of a tier of a tier of its own and I have Paige there. So kind of where do you where do you have Paige? All
0: right, so I got Paige yeah, in a I would say also tier of own. He's 14 for me. He had the worst letter grade um i'll go through like my positions i gave him his quarterback room i gave a c minus a little below average Watson, wilson cam but his running back rooms an f especially after losing dobbins he only has david johnson i think and that's nothing you want to hold uh have as your only running back receivers i gave him a b minus godwin allen samuel and callaway uh callaway steal of a pick in the fifth round of our rookie draft yeah Um, and then tight end c minus hooper and schultz nothing special so his overall team grade is a D plus overall. Like you said, tier of its own, nobody has a letter grade near that low. Um, what about you? What was your breakdown? Anything I uh, disagree with any of those grades or how do you look at his team? Nope. Uh,
1: same kind of thing. Um, he, that, the interesting thing is the two things we talked about his team last time was kind of scoffing at the Wilson trade and an applauding the Callaway. The Callaway thing has gotten even better from even the last time we talked after he had that great game and nope. Wilson has looked Pretty damn good. So that's turning around. That's a bright spot for him. He does have that going. And he has Godwin and Allen, which I really like. But yeah, to your point, he's currently starting a running back that's projected to score zero points. And it's not even certain that David Johnson makes it through the week on that roster. So the Dobbins injury just really killed him. The running back situation is dire.
0: Exactly. And it is kind of a rebuilding year for him. And so he is... You know, he has his number one pick. He has Derek's number one pick. And so he is playing a little more for the future. But Andy he Isaacs, injuries. yeah, he's got three. Oh, does he have Andy's Isaacs too? Okay, yep. still have three first rounders. So um, he's able to rebuild, but he's definitely got some work to do though as well because he's not close to competing this year, I would say. And I mean, then yep. another thing with this quarterback, like Cam might not start anymore. Um, that's still a battle. So he's just, it feels like some of those potential assets have been lost. Callaway's probably the big winner that he did get. Uh, this off season. All yep, right. for sure. All right, so now you move on to another tier. How many teams are in the tier? You don't have to say all of them. How many teams are in it? But then, who's your thirteenth? Who's at the bottom of that tier?
1: Next tier, I have two teams in it, and number thirteen, I have McGill.
0: Okay, interesting. So I have McGill at number ten overall. Okay. So I'm not as low on him. He bumps a tier. Why don't you say why you have? McGill where you have him looking at his team and then I'll give McGill my letter grades and why I have him at 10.
1: Yep. So first thing off the bat until the bears come to their senses, he's only got one quarterback and that's tough, tough to look at. He's got a very kind of, there's some upside guys in the Roger receiver room, but outside of IUK, there's not a lot to trust. Um, he has the elite tight end, which it is. If, if, if Kittle stays healthy, it's really hard to be in the bottom half of the league when you have that big of a, marketing efficiency at Titan like what like he does so that's really good but it's it's just the the receivers the one QB thing like right now he's going to be in Intel Fields plays he's starting Rondell Moore who's a solid wide receiver piece but he's going to be even going up against a bad quarterback like a Daniel Jones or a Jared Goff he's going to be at a seven to eight point just projection mismatch
0: so it's just putting a lot of pressure on some of his other guys all right, so I would push back a little bit on a few things. First off, I'm super high in fields. Like, I think he's starting – I mean, I don't see how Nagy can watch this and not start him earlier than expected, he, before week six. So I give his quarterbacks a C+. Plus. Um, I think his running backs, I have a C-plus as well. Um, C.E.H. and Carson, he's not deep there, but C.E.H. and Carson are both, like, third-round picks in redraft. And so that's – like it's a little above average. Um, I like his wide receiver room. I think it's a little deeper than you said. Uh, Ayuk, Galladay, Hollywood, um, Oak uh, from Las Vegas, and Rondell Moore. I think those six are all, like, top 11-round players uh, in redraft. And then you said tight end and A, Kittle. Even at Irv, who I was super high on, but that injury doesn't sound good. Uh, So, overall, I have McGill. Tenth overall, I gave him a B-minus grade. So I would say I kind of probably have him up one tier than maybe what you have him.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's probably going to be our that's a bigger disagreement. So we shall see on that one. All right. Who's the other team? Uh, Next team,
0: number twelve in your tier.
1: Next team is Derek.
0: Okay. So I have Derek thirteen. So I think we're more in a line on this one. Uh, Derek, yeah, I have him thirteen. Go through his team and I'll give my letter grades.
1: Yep. So similar team to Miguel with them being the same tier elite tight end which just overcomes so much so many other issues that you can have on your team his receivers could be he could have sneakily one of the better receiver teams in the league it's very old with with Julio and Thielen but DJ Moore Marvin Jones another old guy but like Marvin Jones could have a really good year so I really like that room he's got Michael Pittman kind of stashed down below um so I like that the the big issue for him is just it's running back Javante Williams, I'd like, and I think long-term he's going to be pretty good, but he's starting him and Lindsey. Both guys are not starters, so that is just putting a lot of pressure other places. Um, The Bronco thing has worked out good for him, though. He's got Teddy Unlocked. They'll probably ping-pong back and forth this year, so he'll he'll have two QBs for most of the year, so that's why I had him a little bit ahead, just because he has a little more security there, but yeah, the, the running back situation's tough.
0: Yep, you nailed my letter grades. They're B minus at quarterback. He obviously says Lawrence, who I think will have a really good year. Denver quarterback's nice. He has two. I think both the Denver quarterbacks, though, like on a weekly basis, they're probably quarter- 22 to 30 for the Bellies. It's nice. D plus overall, uh, guys, or maybe like third down back guys. Nobody that's just the bell cow workhorse has the job. Um, so it's a D plus because I think he'll get some productive weeks, but it's probably going to be hard to know when to start any of those guys. You mentioned his receiver room. I gave a B. Uh, they're older, but I think they'll be all right this year. I just think Phelan, I think, has a down. Uh, he just had so much touchdown luck last year. I think he goes down a bit. Julio's knee scares me, but I love DJ Moore for this year. Uh, and then he's got an A at tight end. Darren is incredible. Derek's overall grade this year, C plus. So that's why he's a little bit below okay. McGill. He's got a C plus. Um, what do you got at number 11 then? Is this the same tier or is this a new tier?
1: Nope, this is a new tier. And this tier, I, I really struggled. So the number 11 team and the number 18, I do not think are that different. Um, yeah. But for the number 11 team, I have Billy and Alec.
0: Okay. So you have Billy and Alec at 11. I agree with you. I'd say, I know what you're saying here on these next few tiers, because I have a lot of B minus grades left and C pluses, which they're pretty equal. Billy and Alec for me, they're at ninth. They're knocking on the door of the playoffs. So I'm a little okay. higher on them than you are. Uh, what do you like or not like about their team?
1: So really like Barkley. There's obviously con- there concerns there, but potential to be one of the three best running backs in the league, which is always good. The injury to Dobbins while bad for the Ravens overall is great for Mark Andrews. They're going to do a lot more of the old power run. Kind of the two backs there, Williams and Edwards are downhill runners, so a lot of that downhill play action which is going to set up beautifully for andrews plus there's just been the ravens receiver room has just been hurt the entire offseason so far so andrews is going to have a great year um and then the, the the quarterbacks are are solid he's only got the two but Tannehill's hill's coming off career year and burrow they're going to throw a lot so i think he's going to be a pretty solid fantasy quarterback obviously he's got all those weapons if they can just keep him healthy uh the where i kind of ding them versus the other teams is their receiver depth T.Y. Hilton's out. John Brown just isn't quite working out in Oakland. So he's got – he's probably looking at starting both Higgins and Chase, which we kind of alluded to in the last podcast. One of them is probably going to have a good game every single week, but it's just going to be tough to – it's always tough to expect that both of them are going to go get you 15 points, which just kind of leaves you a little bit vulnerable.
0: All right. So here's – I think some of the places I heard – and I'll go letter grades and then you can hear. uh, Quarterbacks, B-minus. They only have two, but I think Burroughs and Tannehill are both top 15 guys. And so it's nice to have two top 15 guys in a 14 team league um, running backs. I being them the most, I put them at a C minus Barkley's incredible. But after that, they're really lost Singletary, I do as like a, I just don't think he's real reliable. He might have, he's gonna have a lot of eight point weeks. Uh, and he won't score many touchdowns because they have Moss and Josh Allen as their two goal line guys. So I think they running back depth stuff. So my wide receiver letter grade form is actually an A minus. Um, I don't think it's super deep after their four. But I think they're top four of uh, Woods, uh, Chase, Higgins, and Juju. I think all four of those guys are top uh, 50 players in redraft. They, they almost all go in rounds like three through five in redraft. And so I think to have four of those guys, um, even though Chase and Higgins play together, I just like that they're, they're really loaded there. The T.Y. Hilton does hurt. I think John Brown's dust. I don't think he's good at all. But I think those top four just put me at an A- minus for him. And then at tight end, I gave him an a minus two because I think, like you said, I agree with you. Andrews, I think, will have a big year this year, and Gusecki's not a bad uh, plan B either. So, overall, great B-minus. Um, the big thing holding them back is just that after Saquon, I think their running backs are terrible, and that might be what uh, maybe keeps them from the playoffs, but I have them at number nine. Makes sense. All right. Your number 10, was that? Now it's your number 10 team, so we got a few more to go. Yep. Um, who's your number 10 team? uh, John. Okay. And I have John, so we close. I have John at 12, so I'm a little lower okay. than you, but again, probably right around this tier you break down what you like about John's team. Maybe I'll talk about what I find to be a little more troublesome potentially.
1: All right. So Lamar, obviously first, Lamar is going to keep you in matchups because at any given moment he can go get 30, 35, 35 points. The Dobbins thing doesn't hurt him as much as I think people will think. Um, because he's so comfortable playing that old style. And while that old style isn't great for the playoffs, it is great for the regular season and it is great for Lamar being a highly, highly productive uh fantasy quarterback because they're gonna be seeing eight A man boxes all year. So he's gonna be able to hit a lot of those deep balls that are harder to come by in the playoffs. Uh, like the the running back spot for him, it's not perfect, but like I I Jamal Williams is probably my favorite backup running, like non-traditional starting running back with the swift injury stuff and just Meathead Campbell is going to want to just stuff the ball up the middle quite a bit. So he's going to be good there. And then really like this receiving room. He's got Evans, A Rob, uh, Jalen Waddle, DJ Chark. So really like what he's got there. And then if Pitts is kind of the big wild card, I think Pitts is going to have a pretty good year. Um, the reason he's not higher probably is because he's relying quite a bit on two different rookies in Pitts and Waddle. I like both of them. So they, they could be great, but it's just always a little risky relying on rookies to contribute
0: right away. So here's my question. When you look at John and Billy's team, so the last two we talked about, and I do have their rankings similar. Okay, quarterbacks, I also gave John a B-. minus, So same yeah. as, I, I'd say Lamar is top five, but Big Ben's round 20, where Billy and Alec, they also got a B-, minus, but they have more of those right around number 10. So I think they're kind of a wash at quarterback, potentially. Um, running back, I think, I gave him a D-plus. John a, a D-plus for running back. Gaskin, I think, could be all right, but he might be in a committee. After that, I agree with you, Jamal William Point, but again, it's a lot of those handcuff-type running backs. I think Billy and Alec have a little better running back room just because of Saquon's better than Gaskin, and then their other situations are similar. My question is, so receiver-wise, do you like John's receivers more than Billy and Alex? Because they both kind of have a big four. John, you said – John has Evans, Chart, Waddle, and Robinson. I gave that yep. a B. I gave that a B. Alec and Billy have T. Higgins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, and – uh, Chase, the rookie for the Bengals. Do you like John's receivers better than Alec and Billy's? Because I I have John's as a B, Alec and Billy's as an A minus.
1: Yeah, I do, and I think the big differentiator is uh John has two number one receivers. A Rob is without question the number one receiver in Chicago. Jalen Waddles without question the number one receiver in Miami. Where Billy and Alex guys are kind of in they're in big offenses like Juju, but. Juju's got Claypool there. He's got Deontay Johnson there. He's got Najee Harris. Like there's just, so, there's a lot of balance to feed there and he's coming off not a great year. So like, especially A-Rob. A-Rob's just going to get 10, 12 targets every game, which you can rely on. Okay, uh, now he, he has that on, issue with though. Mike Evans for sure, but.
0: Right. Evans, Waddle, and Chark are in the same situations in terms of who really is the number one. I mean, they have like four receivers who are all, you know, I guess Tampa has three, but like not really a clear number one. A-Rob, I agree with, but the point with a Rob is the Bears, what offense are they going to do? They're not really this team that I vision throwing it 50 times a game. Whereas the Bengals and Rams, I think are going to be just air it out type teams. Now that the Rams have Stafford, I think the Bengals, Taylor loves to throw the ball. Where, yeah, you're right. Uh, Woods, Higgins, and Chase might not be number ones. But I think in the offenses they're in are so much better than the offenses that, you know, Tampa's favored in 15 of their 17 games. if uh, Maybe all of them. I don't even know. But I think how much do they air it out? Are they up a lot? I don't trust the Bears offense as much. And then Waddle and Chark, uh, just more wild cards. I don't think they're as proven as Billy and Alex guys.
1: You shouldn't trust the Bears offense. You're right to think that. But his quarterback play did get better in the yep. last two years. He has 150 targets. Wide receiver seven in 2019. Wide receiver nine last year. So A-Rob can overcome that bad offense.
0: I agree with you on the quarterback play. So I guess we'll see at the end of the year between those four and four, maybe who has the – yeah they'll be they'll be
1: neck and neck all
0: right by redraft standards alone i'll tell you robinson goes the earliest out of all of them he's kind of in a tier right above woods but woods is close robinson goes mid-third woods late third um evans goes right around where um higgins goes and chase goes um and juju goes a little bit before him. but then waddle and chark aren't going to like the ninth or tenth rounds where really uh, wow yeah pretty late so that might be, that, maybe that's why I need them a little more. So, yeah, hey, that's why you got to get him best ball. If you like those guys. See, I really like them, especially the Chart, because
1: they're going to be terrible. So they're going to throw a ton.
0: I think the injuries hurt him a little bit. And those Urban All Meyer right. quotes about, you know, Urban Meyer said of him, like, he's a big guy who plays small, something like that, where I think. Not, not which one to hear. Like, right. All right. So that is your number 10 team. This is the last team you have just missed in the playoffs, your number nine team. Who do you got ranked at number nine?
1: I got Fick here.
0: All right, so I, this is the first team. I have Fick not in my bottom seven, so Ooh, I don't even have – I'll talk about Fick next week when we get into the uh, top seven. So I won't have his grades today. You just tell me why you have Fick missing the playoffs, um, and then I guess we'll wait and talk about Fick again next week when I have the reason why I think he's a top seven team.
1: Yes, so I will start positive with Fick. And it is his receivers. He doesn't have like a super sexy receiver, but they're all underrated. Like they're all better than people think Jacoby Myers better than like people have forgotten how productive he is with not great quarterback play. You got Amari Cooper who's just been a stud in Dallas when when he's been healthy and it seems like he's back to go. Robbie Anderson, seeing that extension was great, kind of shows you that at least internally in Carolina, they don't believe last year was a fluke. So I think he's going to be good again. And then Devontae Parker, as talented as anyone, it's it's another one of those, just if he stays if he stays healthy. Um, kind of deals. Um, in the starting running backs are good, that he was very fortunate on the Darrell Henderson thing. It, he benefited from the Acres injury, and he has Nick Chubb. But then he got hit with the Etienne. So my concerns on his team is, one, what is – how consistent is the running back and flex position going to be, especially when you get five weeks and more injuries since he doesn't after most I guess he's got McKissick who, who could be spotted in. There's just not a lot there, but then the other big one is tight end. When you're, when you're looking at the, a lot of these, these closer teams, it's, it's going to be, they're going to be within five, 10 points in a lot of their matchups. And we, we just don't know what Jared Everett will do. He's in a new system. I think he could be good in Seattle, but we just don't know. And there's not, there's not really anyone else on his Team that can ascend as a tight end, Ebron is about to lose his job. Hayden Hurst is a backup. I don't even know if Disley's going to make the C- Seahawks this year, so tight end's an issue for him.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think Everett one positive form is that they brought over uh, the Rams, uh, his old tight end coach from uh, L.A. with them, and so there's some wondering oh, if uh, they did that to kind of get Everett, maybe uh, boost him up a little bit. But we'll see if that translates or not. So. All right, I hear you on Fick. I'll give, I guess, more of a breakdown of his team next week. I did do a fix ranking before the Etienne injury, but honestly, I don't think it matters much. The one thing I don't, I think, I really like about fix team are the three quarterbacks he has. I think that's going to be huge, just uh, in terms of potentially not only just making trade. I just love teams that have three quarterbacks and super flex. Yep.
1: Yeah, I agree on that.
0: So, um, all right, who's your first? So, so your your bottom seven ends with the first playoff team in your rankings who is the eighth uh seed um in your rankings eighth seed is housey all right and i have housey at eight as well so we 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 matched on that one uh go ahead what do you see on house's team
1: yeah so on housey's housey's team he's got really good wide receivers yep um i think that's probably his biggest biggest strength when you got adams claypool debo samuel like that's gonna be really strong. Uh also I really like the running back room. I know people are starting to get impatient with Mixon, not not staying healthy, but I like Mixon quite a bit. Mike Davis is going to be good this year. He's not like a flashy player, but he's gonna be strong. And then there's a lot of good pub coming out about sack Moss. You got Kenyon Drake there, who it sounds like they're gonna be doing some imaginative things with him where he's gonna be getting a lot of touches. So I I think he gets through that Akers injury better than. Better than a lot of people thought. then with Rodgers back, Tanyan is I would consider a plus tight end just because of all the things he'll do in the red zone. Um, so Noah, she's there. The big the big thing for him is while he does have he has I guess two and a half starters because Mac Jones, I mean, by the time we post this, maybe Mac Jones will be announced starter. But while he's got starting quarterbacks, so he probably will have three most of the year, none of them are guys that are gonna go win you a week. Baker Mayfield probably has the most, the highest ceiling of, of that group, because his other one is Tyrod Taylor. But I think he's just going to be giving up giving up points there at the quarterback position that's going to kind of bring down the rest of his, his lineup.
0: Yep, I think he broke it out well. I have him as a C-minus at quarterback, a little below average. Uh, I think Mac's good camp has helped him. Um, I really hope Mac gets the job. Uh, you talked about Jacoby Myers uh, with Fixed Team. He's my highest on player on best ball. I love him. But mm-hmm. I, need him to, I need Mac to have the job, I think, for him to really pop off. Um, but I think with Housie's team, what works well is he'll always have Baker this year. Tyrod, I think, starting here in Houston, for sure. I don't think the Watson trade's happening um, by the season starting. And I think Mack will probably have the job uh, by the time Tyrod, if that ever fizzes out. So I do think Housie always has two quarterbacks, maybe three, but it's still a C-minus just because of um, not not much top-end talent. Running backs, B-plus, you nailed it. I think they're really good. I like Nixon uh, and Davis as well. Wide receivers, A-minus, just as high of a grade as I had Billy and Alex. Housing maybe not quite as. Big of a big four, but I think it's the same grade because he has Adams. Like, Adams is a no doubt first rounder. I love Claypool. Uh, Debo's electric with the ball. I just, I, yeah. I, and so then it does kind of drop off for Housie after yeah, those three, but it's a great big three um, with them. And then tight end to B. Uh, Tanyan and Cook are just good, steady guys that um, kind of just that middle tight ends, tight end 12 through 16. That'll be fine. So Housie's overall grade's a B. Um, he's the first B I gave out. Everybody else at the class will be a B or higher. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you on housing. Now, you had one team fixed in the bottom seven that I didn't have. That means I have one team in the bottom seven that you don't. And so I'm going to hit on them. Might surprise you. This might surprise a lot of people. This is my number 11 team. So I didn't have a number 11 team. Uh, we, If I go in order, I had Tasia at 14, Derek at 13, John at 12. Uh, Seth is at 10, Billy and Alec at 9, Howsey at 8. My number 11 team is the defending champs. I have the Jorgensen down at 11. Ooh. And so you'll have them top seven next week. We'll get you'll can get them more. Here's my deal on them. So first off, quarterback grade. I gave them a D on their quarterback room right now because they have Kirk Cousins and they have Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill doesn't have a job right now. And so yep. I think Taysom might get some rushing touchdowns, but you cannot confidently start Taysom Hill in your flex spot hoping he gets a goal line rushing touchdown. I'm guessing. So really, I think they have one quarterback right now. Um. As for the running backs, B-plus, it's very top-heavy. They got Kamara. Um, I'm just down on Josh Jacobs this year. I don't really get why the Raiders spent $60 million on DraftKey. I think that's going to be a timeshare. Uh, James White could be decent if Mac gets the job. Michael Carter, I don't know if he plays much this year. Just I don't know how much that's going to go. So running backs, B-plus. Kamara really saves the running back room. Receivers, B-plus. Love D-hop and Diggs, um, Bisk and Fuller. You know, as I look at that more, that might be more of an A-minus actually receiving room. D-hop and Diggs, yet the first and second rounder yeah. there. I like this a lot. Uh, but then the tight end rooms, also oh, oh, C-minus, D-plus, they have Hunter Henry. who's And so I, I have them down, I have their overall grade. I do have them at a B-minus. So kind of in a similar tier with Seth and Billy and Alec, but I have them out of the playoffs unless they can figure out this quarterback situation. Um, that's why I have them down there. Uh, do you have any pushback on that?
1: No, I think I think that's all valid. I they were in my consideration, um, but the reason I just couldn't do it is because you have Kamara and those receivers are just so good. Yeah, but I Oof, think what, that top
0: three is big. It really is.
1: It, it is, but what you hit on the quarterback point for good reason. But the other thing is, with with us knowing that Kirk Cousins is unvaccinated, there might be weeks where he has to play Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. And the nice thing about that is, like Taysom Hill will of quarterbacks who are backups, like there's at least a chance he'll catch a pass or run a thing. But so you're looking at weeks where he's starting no, like basically half of a quarterback if Cousins misses, because he doesn't have, he doesn't have the backup there. So that it could just be a huge issue. So I, I think it's something that it's tough because you have to pay a lot for quarterbacks. And there's only, I think it was like, there's like four of us that have three, but he it's, an, he's, it's a really, really dangerous game. He's playing, not having one.
0: Yep. Players, so we'll see where we have ranked next week. Uh, we'll record next week before that Thursday night game and do the top seven. Um, we'll always end with a who says no segment. Um, Paul, do you wanna, you wanna start? Uh, give me your kind of mock trade and I'll try to figure out who says no and who I'm kind of role-playing. What's your situation?
1: You bet. So I am Pejia and you are Alec and Billy.
0: Okay, Alec and Billy are involved, you're Pejia. We've talked about Alec and Billy already. I love their receivers. They need a running back more than anything. Two good quarterbacks, good tight end group. All right, I got a grasp on my team. What's the offer?
1: Yep. So I would love to offer you a running back to help that situation for you. But I need one. So I bad. D- yeah, I don't, unless you want to do David Johnson for like a fourth, I don't, think I don't. have a deal there. So okay, well. looking at Paige's team, he needs to just fully bottom out. So. Yep. Your receiver room is strong, but you can always improve it. So I have two offers for you. I'm going to send you Keenan Allen and you let me know which one of these you want to send back. You can either give me back Higgins, which frees up that Cincinnati Bengals situation a bit for you. And in return, you're getting a wide receiver one in his prime because you're a team that can go get it right now. Or if you really like Higgins, you want to keep that young core. That's not a bother to me. Just give me your first round pick next year.
0: Okay. 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 I honestly, I don't think I do the Higgins one. I have the philosophy. I'm a big believer. I don't know if you are too, Paul. Um, I should go back. This will make sense with the deal. Paul, you over the off season in our other league, you gave me OBJ for Vizca Chenault, Right. You remember that deal? Mm-hmm. And the more I look yep. on it, I think once a receiver, it's like 27, 28, i am done trading for him. I think Keenan Allen's great. And I'm actually considering it, but I'd rather have the 22 year old receiver, uh, especially after we saw what T Higgins did last week. Like I think he's just a dude. And once receivers hit that like 28 range, you don't know when they're going to hit that wall. You can have a guy like Julio who makes it to 32, 33, but that wall's coming. So I'm not, I'm not giving you Higgins. I might consider my first. Uh, I would probably counter and ask for like David Johnson back too, which I don't think Peja would hesitate doing to get another first. No. Would you?
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would do it. It's not going to, it's not going to hurt you.
0: So I don't think it's a terrible deal. I, the only hesitation I have with Billy and Alec is just the whole, like, I don't know for sure if I can compete this year because of my running back room. Right? Like, Keenan Allen yep. helps me a lot this year for a first. Like, I'm loaded at receiver. But I might be screwed. with sing- I, I don't have anybody besides Saquon and now Singletary. So that would be the, the line I'm thinking about. But I think it's a very good deal. And I, I, I'd, I'd heavily consider that one.
1: Okay. Cool. Look at that.
0: Good deal. Yeah, that's solid. I right, um, who am I? All right, so here's here's how we're doing this one. Now I'm driving while I record this right now. Paul knows that. I'm going down a huge dip right now. So, if Paul, I cut out. You might have to hang up and you might have to hear the end of it here in a second. This is probably <laughs> the right. one area that could get this issue. But here's how we're doing this. Um, Housy's running back room is full. We've talked about that. He has uh, Mixon, Dave. All right, here we go. So, my trade, Paul, you're gonna be Housy, and I'm gonna give you two different offers. Um, both for Kenyon Drake. So Howsey, I think your running back room is pretty solid, especially with Nixon Davis, Zach Moss, among others. I think your receiving room at the top is solid. I think you could use a wide receiver, some depth after Claypool, Debo, and Adam. So I want to hear if you say yes to either of these offers. You cannot counter. You can accept either one of these or just decline them both. All right, first one, Alec and Billy call you and they say, hey, for Kenyon Drake, we'll give you John Brown. He might be a top three receiver in LA, or excuse me, Las Vegas, and we'll give you Perrine, so you get a handcuffs to Mixon, who you have, a um, little insurance there. And then John calls and says, I'll give you Alan Lazard and I'll give you Nikhil Harry, a couple flyers at wide receiver for Kenyon Drake. Do you say yes to either of those, or is it just both declines? So you're going to hang on to your fifth or sixth running back in Kenyon Drake.
1: Ugh, I think I probably say no to both just because I feel like there's other ones. There are some upside there, but they're just so, so unknowns. And the nice thing about Drake is I just know that he's going to play, which as we've gone through these teams, there's so many running back issues. If I was, if I'm going to do a trade for, if House is going to make a deal for Drake, I would, I would think he'd rather just get like a future draft pick or, or something that could like maybe like do like Drake and, Tyrod Taylor for like an improvement at a quarterback. So I think, I think I would turn them both down.
0: So my only question, i I did mention I'm down on Josh Jacobs, but do you, how much does Drake really, do you think Drake, how valuable is Drake? I guess I thought I, between the two deals, I, I we've already said, I don't like John Brown at all. So I, yeah. I probably, but I like, so how's he has fans, uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling does getting Lazard. So you're guaranteed the wide receiver two in green Bay, depending on injury or who even wins that job. And is Nikhil Harry dead? I mean, he was so hyped. I kind of like those flyers for Housie and giving up Drake. I think there's a, a good chance if one of those two breaks out, Lazard or Harry, he steals that deal as Kenyon Drake gets to, like, his age 27 running back season. So I'm surprised you said no to that one.
1: I, I see what you're saying there. My thing is just the number two receiver in Green Bay has very, very rarely been fantasy relevant for an entire season. They have the game. Like, MVS had those – He had a few, like, 20-, 30-point games. He, but he, there's he, not – yeah, they're not consistent, yeah. and he already has. And Lazard Devanta had a Antonian. few on the start last year too. Yeah, but the right, issue is he true. has. Lazard Devanta had a Antonian. few that he popped on too. Yeah, and I yeah. like Laza. I really liked him out of Iowa State. He's a kind of a cool story because he was undrafted, um, but I think he's just so reliant. However, it's a smart trade because you you're tapping into that fandom element of him being a Packer fan. So there's a shot. I just think that Drake okay. Drake could be a good trade. You
0: didn't mention Harry like Harry. I don't you're know if Harry's about gonna somebody... make a team. <laughs> like, but if he, even if he goes somewhere else, like he Could, has played yeah. with such bad quarterbacks, like what round did he go in? And when you were in dynasty leagues and he was a rookie, he had to have been a top, top eight pick, I bet, or five, a definitely a yeah. first rounder, right? Top five. Top five. I yeah. Mean, that's He's not really a bad hard. guy to just kind of take a flyer on in a trade and see what his next team is or see if when they have Mac Jones, if maybe that unleashes something in him, a quarterback. Who's actually just a thrower first?
1: Yeah. It, and that could be one of those trades. And this is a thing you can do in sleeper that I always recommend. If you have a trade that you're thinking about taking, but you're you're a little worried you're not getting enough, this would be one of those perfect situations where he just turns Kenyon Drake, puts Ken and Drake on the trade block, tells whoever, whichever deal he wants to say, Hey, give me 24 hours. I want to see what comes in. And maybe there's someone out there that's a little thirstier for that guy than, than you think. And then, if you get a better deal, you can go back to them and be like, okay, like I, I do like the potential upside of Harry, but throw in a third round pick and we're in this deal's done. Yeah. So I just think he could possibly do better. So I, th- I think they're decent trades, but it just doesn't, I don't know how much they help him right now.
0: Okay. And I would counter the only, I would say I find it, I think he'll have a hard time moving Drake for much only because Drake is in the same mold as it's like everybody that doesn't have many running backs they have a bunch of Kenyon Drakes. It's just guys who are like in this like timeshare, might play a little bit, don't really know how it's going to go. Like even like John, you know, John's backups and all of Billy, like Devin Singletary for Billion Allen. You look at Derek's running back room with like Ty Johnson. Um, those are just guys like Kenyon Drake, I think. Where I, if I were an owner of him, I would be like, well, I don't really need Drake. I'll take a little more depth, but he's not in any better position, I think, than what I maybe have already.
1: Yeah. And, and that could be valid. It, yeah. It would be, it'd be interesting. I, I would wonder if like, would you rather have those offers that you made or like Derek's third round pick? Like I bet Derek would do a third round pick for Drake.
0: Um, I'd probably rather have, Ooh, probably the third, I think the third round is close with like Nikhil Harry and Lazard. Yeah. Um, Billy's deal probably doesn't do much for me. John Brown just – I mean, if, I knew John Brown was their number two receiver. Oh, I've really? always kind of liked John Brown, but yep. I just think it's Ruggs and Edwards, and like you said, he might get cut. So yeah.
1: um, That deal two months ago, i bet he takes it.
0: Right, and especially to get Kareem back. I think that's – I mean, it, I, when you have somebody like Nixon who you're going to have to lean on huge, um, just having the handcuffs nice to know that, hey, even if a Cam Akers-like situation happens, all right, I got production still, and I'm going to have a running back to still plug and play. Yeah. But – yeah, John Brown's probably not worth it. So, all right. Uh, it sounds like you said no to mine. I think Billy and Alec would maybe consider a first for Keenan Allen, more so probably in week seven if they're sitting at, you know, their, their record is, um, you know, eight and four, um, and they are in fourth overall. I think then that's the time where maybe they, turn up, uh, they would make that deal.
1: Yeah, because especially I, that, what's great about in this league, making those deadline deals, to your point, is if you make that deal and you still don't make it, you have a good shot at the number one seat because now you have Keenan Allen in that Constellation tournament. So both Godwin
0: oh, and. Oh, yeah, but Keenan Billy and Alec Allen... wouldn't want to win that. They wouldn't, that, that'd almost make them worse off. <laughs> They'd be like, well, shit, we traded our first round pick for Keenan Allen. Now oh, we're going to win the Constellation yeah. tournament and Peja gets yeah. my number one pick. That's uh, what happened yeah. to Isaac last year, right? Like he got but, Michael yeah. Thomas burned out. His team finished right outside the playoffs, but then Thomas comes back and I don't know if he helped him too, too much, but his team was good enough that he won the consolation and then gave Tasia the rights to draft, uh, overdraft Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. So then you probably would have to either do Higgins or don't do it.
0: Or you, or yeah. you just, yeah, I gotta make the playoffs, right? Make the playoffs. I'm fine. Whatever. He can yeah. have that first round. Okay. So kind of, you just, you probably don't make it before the year in case a catastrophe happens, but if you're sitting where it looks like pretty good, you make the playoffs, then I think you do it.
1: Yeah. Get a little buzzer right. zone.
0: All right. Next week, Paul, we do our top seven. Next week will be days away. football um hopefully the people enjoy it uh hopefully some deals happen maybe here in a little bit now that as training camp battles get sorted out um we'll see we've uh yeah we'll talk to you next week perfect drive safe thank you later